This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to another edition of the Love of the Star podcast. I am one half of this show. Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broadus, who is now co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Central. Uh, and uh, you can catch him there on the Odyssey app. Uh, Brian, we got a, a lot to talk about in this uh, 32 to 18 victory over the Chargers. Mike McCarthy gets his first preseason win with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but uh, some some good, some bad, a, a lot more good than bad, I think, to take away from this game. So let's let's kind of walk through that for some of the things that we felt really positive about. What was your big takeaway, and uh, why was it Cavante Turpin? <laughs> You know, the I said this on the, the post-game broadcast last night, and even uh, at halftime when we had a chance, you know, on 105.3 uh, to, to do the halftime show and then the post-game. You know, this is something that Will McClay and the front office envisioned for Turpin. We, it, you know, remember, Bobby, when they asked us, or we asked them, you know, sp- specifically Will McClay, I said, Give me the thumbnail on Turpin. And he said, returner first, receiver second, gadget space player third. Yeah. And I'm like going, cool. Okay. Will's first comments to me were about as a returner. And I never felt like I never felt like that it was like his job to lose. Like everybody's like, well, he made the team tonight. He was on. I'm like, he was on the team. Yeah. This to me is the where you look at CJ Goodwin and you go, are we really getting everything out of CJ Goodwin that we have in the past? Or has CJ Goodwin slowed down a bit? I, I know watching the Denver All 22, I didn't see a guy playing with burst. I didn't see a guy playing with change of direction. Now maybe they'll they'll you know say something different there. But I was kind of thinking like if Bones Fossil gets a couple of guys to go along with the three specialists that he already has. You know, these, these coaches, these special teams coaches, they carry big sticks in these meeting rooms. For you sure. know, I remember working with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones always like going towards Joe Alvazano and saying, Joe, what do you think? Joe, what do you think? And this is when we're building the 53 man roster. 
And so Joe would always say, well, I'd like to have this guy. I'd like to have this guy, you know, that kind of thing. But what's keeping Nation Wright or McQuamu from being a better C.J. Goodwin? You know, right. what's what's keeping them from doing that? I get it. C.J. Goodwin, veteran player, uh, you know, very savvy, football intelligence, you know, that kind of thing. But if you're Bones Fossil and they give you, say, two guys – you're not going to keep C.J. Goodwin over a guy that could potentially be a dynamic kick returner, punt returner. Now, let's see if, in fact, that he's so good at this that all of a sudden teams don't punt him the ball. And all of a sudden, you know, the Chargers made a huge mistake last night. And special teams coaches will do this. Instead of just pumping the ball out of the end zone and, you know, it, you know, and just taking the ball to 20, 25-yard line there, you know, then you you get into a situation where, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, let's see our let's see our guys cover, and then you give up a, a you give up a touchdown because you don't cover, you get blocked, and you know. So I know I'm kind of rambling on about that, but yeah, they really the Chargers gave him the opportunity, you know, for that return and 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 give him some credit for you know hitting the hole, hitting it quick. But this was never going to be about his job of just because he returned a punt and a kick. I kind of felt like that Dallas doesn't have – they didn't have a guy that can do that. Now, maybe if you put Pollard back there with return kicks, we saw that in the Raider game last year, I believe, right? We had a kickoff return for a touchdown in that. So that's where speed and hitting the hole and having vision and elusiveness all comes into play. And you saw it on the punt return, make a man miss, make another man miss. All of a sudden, you got double-team blocks, and now you're – now you're to the wall or to the hole or through and you're gone. So that was never, I mean, he just, he just confirmed what the Dallas Cowboys front office and the specifically Will McClay and Henry Shroka and those guys in the pro side evaluated the player at the USFL. You know, that was, that was what they were like. Yeah, we, we knew this. Don't, don't act surprised. This guy can return punts and kicks. That's why we brought him in. And that's, when you ask him, that's the first thing they'll tell you. He can return punts and he can return kicks. How many times have we watched uh, back in the day the Cole Beasleys and guys that they get no return yardage off a punt? It's a fair catch. It's a gain of four. It's secure catches and all that. But you get no change of no change of the field, no flipping of the field. Right. With this kid, you get the ability to flip the field. If in fact he can make one miss, two miss, and then now you've got everything else secure. Yeah, and he's obviously the big highlight coming out of this game for a kick return touchdown and a punt return touchdown. We also saw the Jets sweep. I think they are going to use him. Uh, it it was know. a reverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just a reverse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you could, yeah, you could throw this kid the ball. You can hand him the ball. There were things that he, you know, when he first came. Before he even was turning kicks, he he jumped in there, and I remember seven on seven period where he was having some success catching the football. I think he had three catches in one of these seven yeah. on seven periods. So you were kind of like going, oh, okay, you know. But the first thing that Will McClay told me was returner. That they knew. Yeah, absolutely. And and if he can make an impact there, that's something that they've searched for for a very long time. They wanted Lucky Whitehead to be that. They wanted Ryan Switzer to be that. If they can get a guy who can do those things and do them as effectively as as Kamonte Turpin appears, then they'll be happy with that. Some other guys that I thought really shined in this game uh, on Saturday night, Ryan, I, I thought Israel Mukwamu was 
great. Uh, flashed on three of the first five plays, including the interception, but then continued in the second half. Had a couple pass breakups, showed some range playing center field, showed he could cover in the slot, uh, You know, came downhill, made some plays in the run game. He had a really, really good game, and he's really starting to come on now. Uh, he shined in these practices against the Chargers. He's, he's shown up more when the pads come on, and I know Joe Witt's a big fan of his. So Israel McQuamo, I think, is a guy who's really coming on strong. Yeah, that was a great game for him last night. And they put him in a role that he's probably not overly comfortable doing. Playing that linebacker down, that that curse role where all of a sudden you got to read, you got to step up, you got to be very mindful of wham blocks, tight ends, guards, tackles, everybody pulling your direction. You got to be very mindful of that. And there were a couple of times where they left him unblocked. And if you're going to be left unblocked at the, at the point of attack, then you've got to attack and you've got to finish the play. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say he's the absolute best tackler or the most sure tackler, but if he finds ways to get guys on the ground, you know, the way, you know, he, he does it, then there's a place for guys like that. You know, if you're able to read the play, step up and fill – and and finish you're going to be playing in these games so great job by him we know he's got the ability to cover we've seen him do that before so if you give it the coverage aspect the fill aspect and the finish aspect you're going to be on this 53-man roster and you might be the guys that when they're playing with the you know the 48 the game day active guys whether you're playing special teams or as a backup safety linebacker corner that guy uh, as Bill, Par- Bill Parcells would say, when I take you to the game, how many plays are you going to play for me today? You know, and Wakwamu, if he could play a lot of special teams plays and maybe be that backup uh, safety linebacker corner guy, that's a valuable guy to have. Absolutely. Another guy who made a lot of plays, I thought, last night, some that were splashy plays, others that may have gone a little unnoticed, but were still him doing his job was Tristan Hill. A guy who, you know, we talk about McQuamu coming up, um, and and I think it was the second uh, run stop he made in the game. That was a big function of Tristan Hill helping to absorb some blocks and creating lanes for him to come downhill and and make a play and not get, you know, uh, lost in the trash. Um, Hill, I thought, was, was really good, you know, like I say, taking on double teams, showed some pass rush ability, had the strip sack. Uh, Tristan Hill, I think, has had a really strong camp, and that was one of the better performances we've seen from him since he's been in Dallas, I think. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, that's, I will say this about Tristan Hill. Um, the ability and the talent are there. Is the consistency there? And that's the issue that he's had throughout his career. And then all of a sudden it's the, he has some consistency, uh, you know, in a game or two where he's up the field, he tackles, tackle for loss, he's in good position, but then he gets hurt. And then you're like, well, then we're not going to see him for five, six weeks. You know, sprain knee, 
uh, elbow, whatever, you know, there's always going to be something that you're like, ah, geez, just when you feel like he's going to get going, he takes a step back. Um, you know, last week against the Broncos, he was right on top of the quarterback and early in the game, but it ended up being a touchdown. The, the, the pass that went to the sidelines that, uh, that, uh, that they had trouble with, you know, defending in the corner there. And, and you know, Nation Wright had trouble with because he was close. And Tristan Hill was close to getting a sack. He was close to getting a hit. This time he got there. This time he laid out. This time he was being blocked. And he, he extended his body in order to go and get the ball. That's what you see in those drills all the time. When you look at Leon Lett and what they do with, with uh, AD and those guys, when they rush the passer and stuff, they work on – pocket presence and if the quarterback steps up you go with and then you reach and he was able you know he's not the longest guy or the tallest guy so he went full extension layout and then has the ability to locate the football on the ground that's another thing that I think it was pretty impressive it wasn't like strip sack and then roll around and not be aware of what was going on around him he knew once he hit the ball he was able to get down on that ball so yeah, Tristan Hill has, has done some things to the point where people talking about, well, could you get something for him? Do you want to keep him? Do you want to? And Bobby, I know we can get into this another whole time. I, mean, I was talking with Zach Wolchuk, who I work with on 105.3 The Fan and who was on our program earlier yeah. uh, this year. Uh, what could you get for guys if you have surplus? And I know the guy I mentioned was Dorrance Armstrong. But again, that's a whole nother day, a whole nother story. When you start to talk about, well, if you have surplus to tackle, who, what can you get kind of a thing? And I, I think the surplus for teams looking at you might be at defensive end more than it is at defensive tackle. So Tristan Hill is finding a way to uh, make himself very difficult for them not to tilt his tag on that personnel board when they all meet. So I mentioned uh, Mukwamu, Hill. We already knew about Turpin. Who else stood out to you in this game uh, on Saturday night? Who do you think had a good performance and an encouraging performance? I know, uh, listening to the post-game show, you were impressed with uh, the no-name defensive tackle, Bronson. And I, I know you you like some stuff on the I interior. don't know who the hell Josiah Bronson is, but my gosh. I mean, every time I, I looked up, Josiah Bronson was involved in some type of play in the second half. And – he, you know, the guy played with power, played with some lateral agility, got up field a couple of different times. You know, it, maybe it's, it's, you know, it's young guy working on young guy, you know, what's going on there. But here all of a sudden you, you watch these, and this is why you play preseason games. This is why you try and figure out, like, well, what the hell? What's this guy's story? And I guarantee you when I look at the All-22, especially in the second half, it's one of those things like I'm going to go, oh, Josiah Bronson here. Oh, defensive tackle, uh, 310 pounds. Uh, he's a second-year guy, went to school at Washington. I didn't know anything about the kid. I really didn't. I mean, he hadn't shown up very much at all in any of the stuff I watched. But then again, like I say, they've had drills. They've had one-on-one -on -one practices against Denver and against, you know, so I haven't seen every single rep. But you talk about a guy that kind of showed up and, and did some good things for you. Uh, to get to get noticed I was on the offensive side of the ball I, I know it it didn't translate into big numbers they ran 52 plays you know so you run 52 plays you're probably thinking you're getting smoked in a game you know but in this case you know they got the turnovers 
Uh, they were able to get the returns, and you know that kind of helped them. I was really impressed with what was going on inside with the three guys, with uh, Farniak. I was impressed with McGovern playing the right guard, and you know Tyler Smith. I mean, I don't. All those guys, I think they did a good job of kind of handling things going on in the middle of that of that uh, that offensive line. And then you look with with Ball and stuff. There were a couple of reps there where we were able to see replays of him. You know, pass set sits his butt down, not over the top of his feet, doesn't get yanked, doesn't get pulled, doesn't get pushed into the into the quarterback. You know, kind of felt like and maybe the all 22 will tell a different story about him, but at least the replay reps that I saw of him, technique looked fine there. Uh, I mentioned uh I thought Chauncey Golston uh did a did a pretty nice job when you watch him. Looked like to me again playing you know, playing defensive end, playing some tackle. Last week, I didn't see him. I think it was I didn't see him play much tackle. I saw him playing yeah. more end. So that was kind of a little bit of switch for him. Jake Ferguson, I think that Jake Ferguson's a really, really good football player. And, you know, he's a – I said this in the post. He's a bigger guy. When you watch his Wisconsin tape, and the reason why I got to watch that Wisconsin tape was, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're helping me on that. But he looked like a tall, thin guy at 250 pounds. He doesn't look like a big guy. But when you stand next to him in Oxnard, California, there's times where you're thinking like, oh, this guy used that period between OTAs and training camp to add that six weeks, five weeks to add some weight to him. He looks like a thicker guy. And you watch him run and you see tacklers bounce off him and stuff like that. You know, you don't see tacklers really bounce off all the time off Dalton Schultz, but you've seen him bounce off Ferguson, stuff like that. I think the tight ends block pretty well. I think they blocked well for Malik Davis. I, you know, are they going to keep four backs? I don't know how they keep four backs. I really don't. They're going to be they're going to be struggling some at wide receiver with their numbers. They're going to be struggling, I think, in the secondary, and they're going to be struggling with the defensive line with their numbers too. So. Um, you know, but those are the guys that kind of have, have shown up for me in that football game. T- tough call there. Yeah. With, with some of these cuts that are coming, I will say jumping back to Tyler Smith on the big run Rico Dowdle had, when we talk about making improvements and, and, you know, taking to coaching and adjusting to things, I thought it was great that, I don't know if you noticed this, Brian, when he, he was about a half second away from a holding call, I think Oh yeah, he let, yeah. Uh, he adjusted as soon as he Dowdle knew, he knew. And I think that that's some growth that you like to see. No, that's absolutely right. I mean, because see, the holding call he got, the first holding call he got against the Broncos, and we talked about it, was right hand, left pad, and he pulled. And the ball, when the ball goes behind you, officials are like going, wow, that was a pretty massive hole. How did that get that big? And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, there it is. Hold. I see the hole. I see the grab. I see the pull. That's all we asked him to do is, be a little bit more aware of the situation. If you feel like the ball's coming behind you off the cut and you've got a hold of the guy, just let go of that let hand. Whatever side that the cut's coming to, let go of that hand because that guy's probably not going to fall back in position, you know, because the back gets to and through that hole. And if you let go of the guy, he's kind of falling back and and he's not going to make that play. So good job by him having some awareness. Where the previous week it was – uh, I got caught with uh, with my hand in the cookie jar there. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.